Welcome to the Ascension Podcast. My name is Camille and I am a life coach. This podcast is all about personal development, spirituality and creating the life we want. I hope you're all keeping safe and well during this time we're in. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about reading and what it has actually done for me and what it can do for you too. I used to be interested in reading as a kid and then as I got a bit older, the interest dwindled for various reasons. But over the last couple of years, I've been reading so much more and things have changed on such a massive level. It has been a huge part of my personal development and I can't wait to share with you what reading can actually do for you too. I've got a special guest on, can't wait for you to meet him too and we're just going to dive into how reading has changed things for us and what it can really bring to our life when we implement it. So I hope you enjoy it and if you've got any questions shoot me a message on Instagram at The Ascension Coach or on Facebook at Camille Ravine. Cheers. Welcome back, guys. We've got Dr. Patel in the house. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, thank you. Uh, no need to refer to me as doctor. I'm, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, congratulations, man. You've just become a doctor, right? How's that been? It's cool, man. Yeah, it's uh, been five long years. A um, lot of stuff uh, going on throughout the five years, a lot of work. Um, it's kept me busy, but it's nice to have finally finished. Um, looking back, um, I've learned a lot as well. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't change it. Has that title quite sunk in just yet? Not yet, but um, I try not to attach too much meaning to titles such as that. Um, so I haven't really thought too deeply about it, but I guess it's a good way of reflecting on the um, achievement and the hard work you put in over the last five years. So um, that's probably what I'll do when I reflect on that. But I don't really like to attach too much meaning on the title. <laughs> I respect that. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I first met Amit at the start of my first year of university and we've just been close friends ever since. Been quite the journey really. (laughs) Um, So yeah, why don't you tell everyone a bit more about you and your journey? So um, yeah guys, as um, Camille said, uh, Camille and I met um, actually on the first week of uni, was it? When you were walking up. Freshers week. Yeah, so uh, we go back quite a while, so about five years now. Um, and so um, my journey with personal development really started in around second year of university when I was about 20 years old. And it was actually to do with readings. So funnily enough, what this podcast is based on. So I came across this book by Robin Sharma called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And it opened up this whole world of self-development and uh, spirituality to me, which I'd never really been exposed to in the past. And through reading and researching more about it, I really realized what's possible with life and if you really pay close attention to your thoughts and your actions uh, you can really carve out a life which is meaningful full of purpose and a life which you really want and um, ever since I started that it's really been um, upwards and I've learned things along the way and having great friends such as Camille to discuss these ideas with has been an extra bonus and we both feed off each other learn new things share new ideas and implement them into our lives. I love that, man. Very well said. It's a great way to uh, kick off the podcast for sure. (laughs) You mentioned how, you know, it took, same as me, like it took a while to really get into it. And I wanted to talk about like why it is that saying when we were a lot younger, it wasn't something that we kind of, um, we were that interested in, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a kid, like I started, I started with like reading fiction books and stuff and that was good. But Mm -hmm it's to dwindle over time and especially during school and university like I just didn't really 
pay much attention to learning new things, looking into books. Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of it was to do with because I was there was all these books in like the education system already, and because I wasn't that interested in reading those kind of things, it just kind of I just attached that to other books too. Yeah. Um, but then when I left the education system, I actually that's when I really found my passion for it and started to learn all these new things. So mm-hmm. what about you? Like, how did, how did you really get into it? So into the reading? Yeah. So um, I've always liked the idea of reading, but um, uh, as we do as human beings, we always tend to make excuses saying, I don't have time. I don't have the um, uh, sort of, uh, uh, you make excuses because you don't actually want to do it or, um, you don't want to take the action regarding it. But for me, I think I went through a few experiences in life around about that time. And it was very timely that I walked into the bookshop at the time and the owner recommended this book to me. And at the time, I didn't know too much about Robin Sharma, but obviously having um, done a bit of research afterwards, I realized that it's quite a followed figure. So I thought, you know, what? I've got a solid five, six weeks free here. Um, I'm not really got particularly much to do. So I've got nothing to lose by Uh, opening up a bit and um, reading this book and since I did that like I mentioned earlier it's been a great great journey and um, uh, once you realize the benefits of reading and uh, what it can do for you in different realms of life I think you then just make the time and all the excuses disappear because it's one of those things where it's easy to think "Ah, I've got like no time but then you spend like 10-20 minutes scrolling on Instagram whereas those 20 minutes can add up daily to quite a significant period of time um, reading, which can obviously have a lot of benefits too. I like how you mentioned it's about the usage of time. Because <laughs> yeah. I hear so much. Um, I used to make that excuse sometimes too about, oh, I don't have time. But it's all about the priorities and what you can always create more time if you really wanted to Definitely. really wanted to do that, whether it's getting up earlier or like what's you get up early don't you what time do you get up so um on a regular day i try to get up about 6 a.m it's a bit different at the moment because of the uh, circumstances are in but um 6 a.m is a good time for me i think it works well with my body naturally so i try not to set an alarm and go to bed on a consistent basis and then just wake up whenever my body uh gets me up and it tends to be around about six o'clock and then wow, so be, sorry would you say um not setting an alarm has really helped I think it's been incredibly beneficial because then you don't have to deal with things like feeling groggy or waking up midway through that deep sleep you have when the alarm is buzzing off um, and you wake up all groggy and still sleepy. So I think it's been an absolute game changer. And our body has a funny way of just waking us up. Even if we know we have to be somewhere at a certain time, I think the body just has that uh, ability to wake you up in time and ensure that you don't oversleep, providing you have that regular routine. 100%. Like I've, that's been happening to me. Um... I used to set an alarm when I had when I was working that legal job mm-hmm. and each morning was just like a struggle. But then <laughs> when I started my business, I get up way before my alarm every day and it's just, mm-hmm. just natural, right? Your body just knows it has to go and then that's it. It's just you feel energized when you wake up rather than, as you said, groggy and not wanting to get out of bed. <laughs> it's just a horrible feeling and I think we've all been there as well. Um, and it's funny because pressing the snooze button is actually worse for you than actually getting up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, but, no it's definitely better to ditch the alarm guys and uh, wake up naturally so you mentioned how i know we are very into personal development in terms of reading and that's what's kind of shaped how we're doing things now but obviously there are so many other genres of books out there mm-hmm. but with personal development like you said how it opens your mind and you just start to really learn the experiences and viewpoints of 
some really some people who have achieved really great things um and in what way would you say it opens your mind so best development so first and foremost i think it opens your awareness to your thoughts and when your awareness increases you become a lot more conscious of your daily thoughts and actions and in turn i think the way those thoughts influence your actions is ultimately going to benefit your life uh, whether that be it's indulging in a bad habit or a bad behavior or something which all of us as human beings um have done in the past in some way uh, shape or form but um i think it's really to do with the awareness so once your awareness broadens uh the actions you then take as a result of that heightened awareness are much much more your well-being in mind which can only really have a benefit beneficial effect for you going forward mm, that's that's so true um it's interesting how through our own experiences we tend to form different viewpoints and different perspectives but then we tend to see it as true mm-hmm. and when, when as you start to learn about the viewpoints and experiences of others it yeah. it just really shows you that there are so many other ways and other ways to see things yeah. and as a result of doing that that changes your actions changes the life you create mm-hmm. and changes yeah essentially the even the person you are because we are, we tend to rely on experiences and viewpoints and yeah. how we do things but when those change everything else changes too definitely and so um, exactly what you said about getting the viewpoints of others and we've got so many historic figures in uh our world who are suddenly no longer with us but um they've achieved a tremendous tremendous amount of things and we're getting that wisdom those ideas for essentially such a minimal price and even if we can take one of those ideas and implement it into our daily life say for example in your business different way of going about certain things or for example myself as a dentist or if I've got my own business taking one idea like that can be an absolute game changer and um the more different ideas you have coming from such historic figures of our past i think uh, it can only be a beneficial thing and then you can in turn take all those ideas amalgamate them and come up with your own um and yeah who knows man uh, maybe they'll people will be looking back at uh, the ideas we come up with and um using them to formulate their own <laughs> <laughs> no doubt yeah <laughs> i like how you said making it your own because there's a lot of content out there on actually essentially copying a way other people do things mm-hmm. um there are good habits and there are good ways to do things but it's all about taking all of these different bits of knowledge and tools mm-hmm. from all these different books and making it your own taking what works for you Perfect. and creating that because no one's the same as anyone else mm-hmm. and no one can be the same person as anyone else yeah. you are only going to be yourself and mm-hmm. it's about really capitalizing on who you are and what works for you Perfect. Yeah and I think that's so true it goes back to the whole um waking up thing as well just cuz some people wake up early doesn't mean it's for everybody else and I think that again as I mentioned and I've mentioned quite a lot in this podcast already about the awareness I think having a great knowledge of yourself and your body is really when you can take control and leadership of these different viewpoints and use them in a way in which is going to be best beneficial for yourself because somebody uh for example such as yourself may read something I could read something with both our completely different viewpoints in how they fit into our life and I think that's absolutely crucial knowing which things to listen to and how they can really fit into our lives 100% um and when it's about the part about fitting it in that that tends to be the part sometimes it can be hard because I know in the past I've read a whole bunch of books and then just did nothing with it yeah. like 
I'd read and read and read, gain all this knowledge, and then just toss the book away and forget about it. And <laughs> it's like, it's a very, it still happens now, to be honest, but it's easy to read the book, finish it, and then forget about it. And then a year later, you're like, what did I even read? I don't even remember what was in that book. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is just without applying it, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And without actually applying it, it's not going to stay within your memory either, because knowledge of the application is just futile. Literally. Um, and that's like a big trap to fall into because mm-hmm. personal development is awesome and I love it and I'm always going to be involved with it. But when it becomes, I, like, I kind of call it like this personal development junkie trap mm-hmm. where you read and read and read, but then do nothing with it and then it's just all a waste. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you completely. I think it's funny what you said about um, reading these books and um, putting them to the side. I think we've all been guilty to that, especially when you first come across personal development because it really opens your eyes up to see what's possible and how it can change your life. So you can get a bit excited and um, uh, take too much on at once. And I think over the years, I've really learned that whether it's a book or a new habit, it's best to take things slowly and take things one at a time. So if it's a habit, for example, related to sleep, focus on that, master that, then move on to the next one. And I feel like a similar thing applies to books as well. So using, say, for example, financial management as as an example, say, if I wanted to develop my knowledge on that, develop my skills on that, it would be pretty pointless if I read this book, learn about all these new ideas, and then just put it to the side for me to never touch again. Whereas really, I think the benefit comes when you read it slowly and apply the ideas over a significant period of time. And remembering that quality over quantity is much, much better. And then once you've mastered that, moving on to the next area in which you're interested in regarding personal development and then really focusing on that book and taking time to study it. Because if we do take time, make notes, apply them, I think long-term that is a lot, lot more beneficial. Otherwise reading it, but putting it to the side, not remembering anything. It's almost just wasted time because you're not really doing anything with it. If that makes sense. Those are some great tips there. So remember that guys, making notes on the books, applying it slowly, doing it consciously, taking your time to it. It's awesome. Um, I know there's, it can, I've fallen into this too, but it's like setting targets. Like I wanted to do like a book a week for a year and see how that went. But if I read a book a week for a year and didn't actually apply any of it consciously, mm-hmm. that would do less than actually reading one book over a year and applying that as much as I could. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that just shows how if you read one book and really master it and apply it, mm-hmm. that can have more of an effect in your life than reading 50 in a year and doing nothing with it. Literally, I agree completely. And also, um, it gives you a lot more clarity as well, because um, as you and I both know, and so many others, lots of books are written on certain subjects, whether it be financial management, leadership, personal development, fitness, health, etc. And to an extent, if you read a lot of them, you're going to get a lot of contradicting ideas. And that in turn will probably lead to a state of confusion. And you're probably not going anywhere if you do go down that path. Whereas if you look online, look at the review, see which books have been recommended quite highly from friends, uh, Google reviews, other readers, and commit to that and have trust in that author. I think that is way more beneficial, like you said, and studying that over a slow period of time, just sticking to those ideas. 100%, man. So what would, for the books you've been reading recently, or just in your time anyway, what, what are some of the books that stand out for you? So um, uh, recently or over time, over since I started reading? 
since you started, right? Yes, what some of the ones that have been the greatest in your experience? So, as I mentioned earlier, the Monkey Sword is Ferrari is really the first one I read in this whole world of self-help books. So that's probably got to be up there. I've always enjoyed learning about successful figures in our past, whether that be Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Einstein, a lot of the sports players. So um, biographies, autobiographies are always up there. But my favorite one is probably the Steve Jobs biography by Walter Isaacson. That's an incredible, incredible read. And there's so much to gain from there regarding what we can implement into our lives, but also certain characteristics which you may not want to um, uh, uh, incorporate into your personality. So that book's a real uh, eye-opener, and it's really, really enjoyable to read. Um, and the third one, I'd say, is The Four Agreements. It's a really short read, but it's um, uh, an incredibly, incredibly relatable book to, I think, every one of us, because it really delves into our thoughts and certain preconditioned uh, agreements we have with ourselves, which may not necessarily be true. And I think that has got tremendous, tremendous value for every one of us. It's a really, really good book. So you mentioned that the, the Steve Jobs one was one of the most powerful ones for you. What, what in particular made it so good? So for me, what stood out was um, Apple is, is this humongous brand. Everybody knows about Apple. But the simplicity with which Steve Jobs thought about was just incredible. It was one idea at a time and making that one idea the best he possibly could. And I think that mixes in well with the, uh, what we were talking about regarding reading one book at a time, taking time to study that. And uh, on the topic of dealing with one idea at a time, you also spoke about how the parts of a computer phone uh, people can't see are incredibly as important as, say, the actual screen or the um, feel of the design device when you're holding it. So I think a lot of that we can take into our own lives. For example, what we do when, what we do when nobody's watching is incredibly, incredibly important because that really builds a lot of respect for ourselves from ourselves, if that makes sense. Um, because not everything we do needs to have the approval of others. It's what we do when nobody's watching, I really believe, is what leads to those tremendous uh, strides and um, uh, achievements. Oh, 100%. That's, that's, that hasn't been a book I've actually read just yet, but from what you've said about it now, it's, um, it's definitely being added to the list. Yeah, it took me about a year and a half. Um, um, it was worth it. <laughs> one thing I've kind of started to notice recently is that as I'm kind of learning more about it and just starting to look at more books I want to read, the list just keeps going on, but I can only, I can only read one. I mean, I can read multiple at one time, I suppose, but I like to read one at a time, and then I'm just seeing all these books piling up, but like... <laughs> I just want to read one of them at once. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because when you surround yourself with like-minded people such as yourself and a few others, um, you get so many recommendations. And obviously, because we trust each other, uh, you know, it's a book to really put on the list and read. But And you also get so excited, right, thinking, hang on a second, if they're saying these good words about that book, it's a book which you don't want to miss out on or it's a book which you definitely think you should incorporate into your life and learn from. So I think that's quite hard as well having so many people recommend these books to you and you know they're good recommendations because you've been friends with that person for such a long period of time mm, i'd actually say most of my reads have come from recommendations to be honest um yeah i say the majority of books i read have come from what other people have said mm. um and as you just start to kind of talk about it more someone's always talking about some kind of book they've been reading or one that they've heard about too so it's always easy to find what kind of books you want to read especially in personal development mm -hmm. i feel for sure, I definitely agree with that, yeah. 
Um, some of the, so for those of you listening, uh, there's a few books that I'd say are, have been really powerful for me. So I mentioned in like a previous podcast about the power of now. Um, it's a book I need to actually read again because it was so like, it's very deep in understanding. So one read isn't really enough, but it is a, a great way that it can really help is in terms of dealing with your thoughts and dealing with the ego. Mm-hmm. And the ego and our thoughts are two things that are pretty much have a very powerful effect on our quality of life and what we do with it, okay. right? So there was that, that book is extremely good for that. Psycho-Cybernetics I'm reading mm-hmm. right now. And for me, I'm just absolutely loving <laughs> it because <laughs> um, it just explains things extremely well in terms of how our mind works. And it's to do with self-image, mm-hmm. because if our self-image changes, pretty much everything else changes, Literally. because as a result of our self-image changing, the way we carry ourselves, mm-hmm. the actions we take, yeah. what we actually do changes, because it's to fit the person we see ourselves yeah. as. Um, it kind of goes into the conscious and subconscious mind a bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just kind of throw out one golden nugget from that book. <laughs> but um, so when we set us, when we set goals for ourselves, and when we want to look at the future and what we want to achieve, there's this thing called a success mechanism, and it applies in all animals, like how birds fly really distant miles to get to like warmer climates. Or even how like a um, a missile would like correct itself on its way to its target. Mm-hmm. We have a similar success mechanism, and it's to do with the goals we set in mm-hmm. our heads. But our conscious mind is great for setting the mm-hmm. goal and knowing where we want to be. Yeah. But our subconscious is the one that actually does the work in the mm-hmm. background. So it's similar, like how if someone's operating a computer. Mm-hmm. We can put in all the programming on the keyboard, but the computer does the rest yeah. of the job. And it's about setting the goal, knowing where you want to be, and essentially letting go of the outcome and letting the subconscious take care of the rest of it. And that's very powerful because it shows that what we create for ourselves in our own heads can then become our reality Definitely. by not focusing too much on the how and letting the how actually come mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. That's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I know you're also reading Psycho-Cybernetics as well. Right I am now, indeed, right? yeah. And it's um, one of those books, as we mentioned earlier, which takes uh, quite a bit of time to read. That's mainly because you're regularly implementing the things that the book says. And to an extent, you have to give that time before you can really move on to the next stage of that book. Am I right? For sure. Like at the end of each chapter, they had these um, bits to take notes and how it applies to your life, key points to remember from the chapters and practice exercises. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes I read a book and just finish it and throw it away. But then with this book, I'm really just trying to um, apply it really well because I can see the difference it can make in our life, really. So, yeah. Definitely, yeah. And um, I just wanted to go back to the uh, message you said from Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, regarding the ego. I think that's something which is so, so uh, incredible to uh, learn about and manage because, for example, the subject of reading, like you mentioned, how there are a lot of programs out there which say, follow this and you'll read like 52 books a year. But I think a lot of that, to an extent, could be due to the ego as well. You're thinking, oh, look, I can go and go and tell people I've read like 52 books, et cetera, when actually you inside will know how much you've benefited from that. And I'd much rather read one book and have a ton of knowledge and apply that to my life and grow slowly rather than 
read like say 50 or 60 books a year just so I can go and then advertise the fact that I've read a ton of books which ultimately comes down to the ego would you agree with that oh definitely like it's there's no point doing anything for anyone else in terms of trying to say you know you've done 50 books or whatever it's all about your own personal development what works for you and how you are actually developing as a person as opposed Mm. to how you're trying to portray Mm. yourself um I actually saw some some like actual physical benefits of reading and I thought because some of our listeners may may not be interested in reading right now or maybe thinking about it or may not even know too much about it because we can talk about personal development and what it's done for us all we want but when it comes down to the actual like physical and mental benefits yeah. too that's definitely something to to consider and I know with your history and um in dentistry and understanding the mind and body i'm sure you can definitely throw some <laughs> some scientific facts our way too <laughs> um, um, so, so yeah so like one of the benefits i saw was that it actually helps with the mental stimulation and this in turn slows alzheimer's and dementia yeah. in the long run yeah so uh, that definitely makes sense i've read about that before and it's all about uh, keeping your brain active and reading to an extent does that because you have this book you read the author's thoughts and then you critically appraise them yourself and in turn it's keeping your mind as active as possible and um, as you said there's a lot of research out there which um, is saying that um, by doing so regularly reading it's uh, ultimately going to help prevent against diseases such as alzheimer's um so yeah i definitely agree with that benefit you mentioned Kuro. yeah sophia we keep this up hopefully we won't be getting down to that road in well, the long we'll run <laughs> <laughs> Um, another thing was just, especially like with the lockdown and everything, people are spending a lot of time to themselves and not being distracted with things, but reading can really just bring you into the present moment and relax. And it kind of comes down to the power of now too, where you're just focused on one task and you're just focused on doing one thing and there are no external distractions. So allowing ourselves to come to that present moment is so important, I feel, especially for just having peace of mind and reflection Definitely. as well. And that that's an amazing point. I think it's probably one of the best ones so far. And guys, it's not just personal development books. I know the majority of the discussion is based on that, but even a book, say, a crime thriller novel, you have to be present to really experience what the author is saying and the journey the author is taking you on. So it doesn't just have to be these self-development books, even um certain other genres will provide you the same uh sort of benefit of staying present and staying in the moment which as Camille said can really help in times such as these for sure 100 percent um i might actually start incorporating some more genres from other from other books because yeah it's not all about personal development books just in general learning new stories having the entertainment factor Mm -hmm. of it too yeah um but yeah so with reading, obviously, we're going to they'll be gaining new knowledge, there'll be new habits, and finding new ways of doing things. What would you say, like in terms of like what new habits would you say you formed, or new ways of doing things that have happened for you since you started? Uh, from reading, so one of the first things I learned was um, meditating. So um, even as little as ten minutes a day, it's just had a tremendous, tremendous uh, impact on my life, ranging from improved focus, better sleep. Um, uh also just a lot more um, emotional intelligence as well another benefit of um, reading for me has been any area in life which i want to uh improve in i know that there's going to be a book which is read by millions of people backed by millions of people so 
I didn't have all that knowledge accessible for me if I want to improve in a certain area of life. Um, I think human relations has been a big one because the older we get, the more experiences we have. Uh, some positive, but also it's natural to have a few uh, disappointing experiences. And I feel like a lot of literature written there really does help you deal with these uh, episodes in our lives, whether it be not achieving what you set out to initially or whether it be human uh, being related issues. Um, they, the books do have a very, very good solution to this. And um, it makes you realize that there's more out there than just yourself. And it really takes the focus off you uh, as an individual to then all of us as a um, community of human beings, essentially in this whole game we call life together. Mm, that last point was very important um, in terms of because we can get we can get caught up in our own heads and get caught up in our own lives, and that can really make things seem a lot bigger than they actually are mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, taking that step out and yeah, just learning about others, experiencing the views of others, and it'll make things seem a bit actually. Yeah, it's just incorporating those new those new habits and ways of thinking. Um, like I know for me personally, you said you mentioned meditating. That's been a big thing for me. Like I do it daily now, and it's just made a massive. I mean, you can the, those of you can see the meditation podcast I did, but yeah, it's made an incredible mm -hmm. change. Um, I know morning and evening routines have been a big <laughs> thing too, <laughs> in terms of the the state of being in the rest of your day and actually getting good sleep too has been a, a massive thing. Um, and just dealing with thoughts and dealing with um, how I am going to build the yeah. life I'm going to build because we all have, I mean, I'm, like, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I have dreams. A lot of people I know have dreams and the way we create that comes down to how we are going to live the life and reading these kind of books really helps with that. Yeah, I think as I said, there's a book out there for uh, everyone. If you want to improve your money management skills, investing skills, there's books out there for that. Fitness, diet, leadership, everything. There's a book out there for um, every area of life. There are loads of ways that people now. Um, I'm not okay. Maybe I'm kind of doubting it before I've really got into it, but. I haven't been a massive fan of audiobooks because I feel like I don't concentrate enough when it's happening. Like I'm more mm -hmm. of a visual learner than Thank an auditory you. one. But audiobooks are a great way to actually, even if you're just kind of on your commute or just chilling, like it's a great way to take in information without having to necessarily uh, really concentrate yep. on a book if that's not like your kind mm -hmm. of vibe. So um, yeah, audiobooks also, there's like the Kindle now makes things a lot easier to of purchasing loads of, book, loads of books you can just use the kindle and just read it off there but i know i like having the feel of pages yeah, in my hand yeah <laughs> so, it's, so, um, it's i think yeah yeah sorry what did you say yeah i was just saying that like um i'm quite old-fashioned in that sense of just liking to have the feel of um an actual book in my hand but maybe maybe i'll get the kindle at some point i'll start getting into yeah, audiobooks we'll see. Yeah, it's, um, the point you made about audiobooks i think that's a really useful one because a lot of us today have a commute of some form to going to work and why not utilize that time to put as much information into our head and even if we're not totally focused we still are feeding our subconscious mind with this information and we never really know when it's going to uh, come uh, in useful but it's still feeding our subconscious mind and all those positive bits of information coming from a book can only have a beneficial effect uh, rather than say sleeping on a train 
Oh, for sure. And you, as I said, like with the subconscious mind, it has a way of sometimes creeping into the conscious mind. And that's where we sometimes get these new ideas Definitely. and thoughts coming up. Um, I know that as I've been reading a lot, my articulation of vocabulary has improved too. And that's always um, a good thing in terms of how we communicate and how we, um, yeah, how we communicate with each other. And I know from listening to podcasts, when I saw Russell Brand speak, oh my God, like I was like, I want to be able to articulate like that guy. Like he, he speaks in such a, he speaks in such a good way. And I want to <laughs> learn how to actually speak like that. Cause it's just so profound when he talks. Yes, I have. It's speak. incredibly, incredibly articulate. And um, I'd love to be able to speak like that too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there one day. <laughs> I wonder if he did any like courses on actually speaking. Cause it feels like, to get to that level of his articulation is just Definitely. incredible, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. But it's um, a, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that um, another kind of benefit that I came across was that it improves mm-hmm. our memory and recall. And I can I can kind of see that because as we're it's as we're reading a book, we retain the information and then think about what we've been reading too. So it does train that part of your mind to um, remember what you've read. Would you have any? Yeah, thoughts no, definitely about that? because we're. Um reading these books and the ideas which they tell us about we're then taking some time out to they really think about these ideas and how they can implement our life and as you said that's training that particular area of our brain which is related to memory and related to application and as i said earlier and as you said earlier that is further boosted by reading the book a lot more slowly and really exercising that thought in your mind and by doing so that particular area of our brain is stimulated a lot lot more and it can yeah aid things such as memory and obviously in turn prevent us from diseases such as alzheimer's as we discussed earlier it's interesting um i remember going to this seminar like a few months ago it was called super brain and it really it really took my interest it's a it's a course i'll invest in at some point but during the seminar they were demonstrating how the way we use our minds and the Mm -hmm. way we recall things and the way we memorize things has actually been wrong since we've been like since we've been growing up in the Mm -hmm. education system because they demonstrated how through doing the super brain course people were able to read like three times faster retain like 80 percent of information from a book um and this this kind of ways to use our brain then incorporated into other areas of life like public speaking and communicating with people and remembering people mm-hmm. things people say and it really took my interest because if we're using our brain the wrong way then that makes me think hmm, like what could Definitely, the potential yeah. be then to learn this this new way of memory mm-hmm. and recall so if anyone wants to look more into the into how we use our minds check out super brain they might have some have some interesting things to offer. Yeah, shout out. And yeah, <laughs> just giving them some free promotion there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about memory improvement recall, but it also comes into analytical, mm-hmm. analytical thinking and the focus and concentration mm-hmm. we have to do to do that. Because um, as we're reading these books, like as I said, it's, it's not always good to take everything as we see it. It's important to analyze it, work out mm-hmm. how, how it works for you. And also criticize and using these kinds of things, these skills, again, trains those parts of our brain, which then applies to mm. other areas of our yeah, life. No, I agree. And um, a big thing I think at the moment is that we're in a 
world where there's so much distraction available to us. Um, and if we really want to, we can fill time very, very quickly. We've got YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, ton of apps which you can keep you occupied. And I think that if managed appropriately and if we really limit our consumption of those apps and that aspect of the media, we can really um, start gaining strides in our life and putting the right information on our head, which comes from things such as these books and books and podcasts and other self-improvement uh, courses. For sure. Um, I know if some of you who are listening haven't, uh, don't really see how you can kind of maybe maintain it or um, don't know if you'll be interested enough in it. When you start getting into personal development, it has this way of really drawing you in <laughs> and really starting to get you, I don't want to say addicted, but just you start to de develop a passion mm. for this new way of learning because it's Definitely. quite new and it's a, it's a way of learning you choose to do as well, as opposed to something that you're kind of forced to do. For example, like when you're going through the education yeah. system. Um, but yeah, like it's the benefits as we've gone through just show that on a physical level, on a mental level, emotional, even on a spiritual level, some of the books out there, it can really help to transform your life. Literally, in ways you no, I agree with you 100%. Think. Even day-to-day -day habits, the way we write and the way we speak, like you said earlier, is impacted by reading. And even if you go back to those uh, year 10 English lessons, uh, uh, what did a teacher say to you when it came to improving the way you write? Read as much as you can, because by doing so, you're taking in different authors' styles of writing, the vocabulary they use, and then you can really incorporate that into your speech and the way you write. And I've certainly noticed a difference from the way in which I used to speak to how I speak now when it comes to things such as interviews and also presentations. Even simple things such as writing an email, the style has changed for the better for myself based on reading so much and um, uh, being exposed to all these different styles of writing can really help you develop your own style. There you go. Listen to Dr. Patel on that. If you're going to be doing any presentations or interviews or emails, which I think a lot of us getting into work now are doing. So, um, yeah, pick up that book, guys. <laughs> um, we covered quite a lot on reading in, that, in the space of time. Would you say there's anything we've, we've missed we've out so far? we've discussed the um, biggest areas. Um, but one thing I'd like to add is that... Um, Yes, reading and all these books can give us so many great ideas. And it's very, very easy to get excited by all the possibility out there. But I think it's also very good to bring things back to basics. And remember that the most important thing we can do is take action. If we read this and don't take action, it's going to be of no use. So the most, most important thing is just to take action. And um, yeah, limit those times we procrastinate, guys. <laughs> So if you're going to take anything away from this podcast, it's pick up a book, read, take action. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think that's a great place to, to leave it there. Thank you so much for coming on today, man. I really appreciate yeah, it's it. It's great. Thank you for inviting me on. It's uh, my first uh, podcast appearance. I hope we collab on many more in the future, but it's been really, really enjoyable and uh, it's funny, I've learned stuff through this discussion, which I never knew before from some of your points as well. So, yeah, no, thank you for having me on, man. 
absolutely my pleasure um where can people find you to ask you any questions or any books you've read yeah, so like i've got um, instagram ampat123 the name may change in the future <laughs> and just i'll put on facebook thank you very much bro so guys if you want to ask me about any books or recommendations or actually tell me about what you're reading too um send me a message on instagram i want to know all about what you're reading what you've been up to so on instagram check me out at the ascension coach and on facebook at camille ravine so thanks so much for listening hope you enjoyed it and i'll see you guys next week